beautiful. It's gonna be an all time of the night. Alright, Bettina. I'm in your face. Welcome back to the Fast Five Minute Podcast, a show where we talk about everyone's favorite movie series, The Fast and the Furious. Uh, this week we're on season two, episode four, and we are watching minute 15 to minute 20 of everyone's favorite movie with two numbers in the title, Too Fast, Too Furious. Uh, my name is Stone. As always, with me is Guard. Hi, Guard. How are you doing? Hello, General Stonewall Jackson. I'm doing quite well. How are you? Good. Um, I was thinking of other movies with two numbers in the title, and the only one I could think of was 13 going on 30. Okay. And I'm going to go out on the record and say Too Fast, Too Furious is better. Hmm, That's interesting. I've never considered uh, movies with two numbers in the title. I'll have to think about that. <laughs> hey, listeners, um, drop your right, favorite right movie <laughs> with two numbers in the title uh, at our Twitter, at the Fast 5 pod at the you know fast five I, pod what's that uh no nah, i've got one on the tip of my tongue i'll come back later um at write us in at the fast five pod uh number five check out our socials tweet at us uh you know i would say instagram at us but we're recording this on the day that instagram went down that's a little behind the scenes yeah, that's, for you all that's that's tough for uh, <clears throat> us and other influencers yeah. i couldn't even say that with a straight face <laughs> Our massive social presence uh, huge went way down today because yeah. of that. That's the reason why. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna. I hope you have a great sponsor because we're gonna need the extra dollars to repay for all the money we lost with Instagram being down today. Well, Stone, I'm glad you asked. Great. I do have a great sponsor today. Are you ready for it? I'm so excited. <laughs> okay, they have a really catchy name too. So. <laughs> <laughs> pay attention dude you have a hundred percent of my attention as right you now. know they have a catchy name you you of course approve I, all the ads as I, well I with, we all. jointly approve the ads together we do <clears throat> this episode is brought to you by that one part of the afternoon you just sort of zone out during had a long morning and don't feel like working for 15 minutes on a road trip and want to just forget how you moved the last 10 miles without crashing Try that one part of the afternoon you just sort of zone out during. Guard a uh, little inside baseball. For me, <laughs> that starts at about 1 p.m. and goes all the way to 4. It's crazy. Uh, for, for any of my coworkers or bosses listening, I never do that. <laughs> yeah, I totally didn't play Minesweeper on my computer today. <laughs> I don't think... Here's a little inside baseball for you. <laughs> I don't think my computer has Minesweeper installed. Oh, it doesn't, but Google does. So that's a pro tip for oh, okay, you and okay, the listeners. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, do, is Miniclip's website listeners. banned on your company <laughs> server? Try Minesweeper I wouldn't in the know. Google browser. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if that website's banned. Yeah, I've I wouldn't either, man. It. I wouldn't either. Um, <laughs> pro tip for everyone, you can play Minesweeper on Google at work. You can. It's not blocked. What are they going to do? Block Google? <laughs> Get out of here. Good point. Yeah, that's fair. Um, well, Stone, I have one <laughs> other thing uh, to add before we get into it. Go for it. And I, th it, this is something I think you're going to be extremely excited to hear. Okay. I was talking to my coworker and friend, Jordan Martin, the other day. He's both? 
Same he person, is, both things. I can things. confirm he's both a coworker and a friend of mine. Okay, I, I like cool. him. Cool, cool, cool. Um, out. you're about to like him as well. <laughs> oh, okay. Jordan, I was telling him that I was feeling bad for you because you still have yet to find anyone to take you up on your early morning F1 offers, right? It's just me. Jordan is, is a fan of F1. Get out of town. He likes F1. I was telling Wait. him no one's going to do that with you because no one likes F1. He likes it. Wow. Well, he like, knew the guy's name I was talking about, the Russian guy. With the, I was telling him about, we were talking about the nickname thing, and he knew who I was talking about. Oh, Mazaspin. Yeah, ma- ah, that's it. Mazaspin. He thought it was funny. He laughed at that joke. Wow. Well, well so he's he has my friend enough now knowledge too. of F1 to laugh at that joke. And I do have one friend that I talk about F1 with. His name is Manuel, and we have a great time, so... I thought for sure you were going to uh, make up a name of, like, a, a f- imaginary friend you talked to. No, no, he's a real person, as far as I am aware. How do you know Manuel? Um, he went to school with Brianna. And you keep in contact with this person and talk F1 with him? I texted, he, I texted him, like, two days ago about F1 stuff. We send each other memes. We talk about F1. Wow, well, thank God We both God like for... F1, and we have no one else to talk about, so we talk with each other. And I'm uh, sure thank, both thank of God our uh, partners are excited about that. <laughs> I can only imagine Brianna's thrilled that you talk to Manuel instead of her. Oh. About F1, specifically, not in general. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I mean, about F1. Yeah. Oh, she, she weighs. She'll yeah. smile. She'll nod. She she remembers names every now and again, but yeah. she doesn't give a fuck. And I don't she blame has, her. I she don't has blame the her. same input as I do when you tell me about F1. Yeah. Yeah, she's a little nicer about it, uh, but... I don't know what you're talking about. I'm, <laughs> I've been only nice to you about your pursuits and hobbies. You're you're absolutely true. Uh, well, that's all I have, Stone. Would you like to update us about F1 or anything else today? There was not a race this past weekend or the weekend before, so no. Um, next weekend is Turkey... We're going to Istanbul, baby. Oh, man, I had a whole bit planned, Stone. I wanted you well, to... Well, next week it is. Okay, I'll save it. <laughs> Bookmark that bit for next week. Rob, uh, if you're listening, this one's for you next week and every other listener. <laughs> shout out. Um, if no, you haven't I noticed have... by now, we like to do personal shout outs. Uh, if you're wondering how to get one, go to our social media and comment anything. Anything and at prob- all. And you'll probably get a personal shout out. Yeah. If you if you put in parentheses personal shout out afterwards, there's a the likelihood chance. of me reading your tweet and or Insta comment on air is extremely high. Oh yeah, oh yeah, extremely high. Unless you're listening to this in seven years, if we're still doing the podcast, <laughs> who knows? If, who knows? If we will comment, but we'll appreciate it uh, regardless. That's true. Um, guard. I don't yes. have anything off the top for once. Wow. Uh, so. Okay. Would you like to get into it? I would, yeah. I'm ready. Uh, Guard, would you like to tell the audience how this five minutes began or how it ended? I'm glad you asked, Stone. I'm. Can I just say I'm I'm bummed out that you didn't watch F1 this, this last weekend. I had a whole great thing. Guard, I'm bummed out too, but we can't have a race every <laughs> Sunday. You know? If I forget next time, I'm going to be enraged that I Dude, didn't do it both times. I'll put a note in my notes to remind you. Okay, great. M- maybe I'll do that. Who knows? Or maybe hey, look I forward won't. To that. <laughs> look forward to that next week, everyone. Yeah, get excited. 
anyway. Anyways, guard. This week uh, started with um, Brian running from the cops. He's running from the law, bad boy Brian, and it ended with uh, a, a midday demo derby. <laughs> it did, and let me just say that this particular episode is extremely juicy. Uh, I feel like we say that a lot at the beginning of things because this movie franchise is insane, <laughs> but this one, this, this five-minute segment is pretty this wild. This is a good one, and you want to know why, Guard? Because there's not much uh, car racing. There's just a lot of uh, exposition that's not great. And that's Which what makes, makes for, for a good podcasting. Yeah, it does. Right, right. It really does. It makes for a boring movie, but an exciting uh, five-minute chunk, weirdly enough. Uh, yeah. So... so <clears throat> Go ahead. That being no, said, no, you go. You go ahead, card. Okay, Please, thanks. Don't let me stop you. Um. That being said, so where we left off, Brian's running from the cops after a bonkers race that he's just won, uh, and we're still kind of wondering why he's in Miami. We'll get to that later, but right now he's getting chased by a uh, horrific-looking cop vehicle, and I want to just say that I wrote down in my notes, uh, no way that cop. That cop shit car keeps up with Brian's, and right underneath it wrote LMAO wrecked right after writing that. And yes, yeah. I do write LMAO sometimes <laughs> in my own notes if I'm finding things humorous. Well, you have to remind yourself later. Um, so I get that. Yeah, the skyline that has just jumped mm, 20 to 25 feet in the air, landing mm-hmm. to flat on a concrete mm-hmm. road, is fine. <laughs> Let's thank the the car lord above that that gem of a car is still fine for Brian. Right. That happened and, in the previous episode uh, yes. in the race, if you're just tuning in. Yes. And he takes a turn, which the uh, aforementioned shit cop car could not take, and just plows into a parked car. Yeah. Uh, horrible driving by that. Re- very reckless driving, I would say. Is he doing more good by damaging another person's car or by getting brian Uh, tough to say tough to say um and then guard so in this episode we have two returning characters we do um and the first one's a crowd favorite yeah Uh, (laughs) i knew where you're going with this (laughs) the crowd favorite character from the first movie you know him you love him a harpoon gun is back (laughs) a fucking harpoon gun makes a reappearance okay i hope that's i hope that's where this was heading (laughs) of course it did we talked way too much about everyone's favorite character the harpoon gun yes and they make a return like a steam powered maybe (laughs) i don't know what it uses like not only a a mechanical somehow powered maybe (laughs) gunpowder powered grappling hook harpoon gun situation and not uh, only has it come back, it has come back with an absolute glow up of the century. Yeah, it's got the last huge... one was. The, let's remind the audience of the last one, <laughs> yeah. which we loved. He was great. He was the classic harpoon gun. We're pulling out windows from trucks. There's a cord attached that we're shooting to get into trucks. Not anymore, no. buddy. We got an upgrade. This harpoon gun is just like a weird dart thing that attaches to Brian's car and. So immobilizes like a, it? <laughs> yes, yeah, so it's like a, it's like the claw machine. You know a claw machine that you can like get toys out of? That's the attachment it has on the front of this thing. And it hooks into his car <laughs> with an EMP attachment. Yeah, an EMP-esque attachment that fries the electronics in his 
<laughs> Early yeah. 90s Nissan, a which is hilarious. Bolt of electricity shoots down the line of the grappling gun <laughs> into Brian's car and shuts it off somehow. Can I read you something from the uh, the trivia section from the Fast and Furious wiki that I found? Oh, please. Because I wanted to know, because of course, okay, I didn't want to know this, but I was 98% sure this is a fictional thing, because of course it is. There is not a dart EMP that cops can shoot into a car to immobilize it i would have known that by now yeah but in the trivia for the fast and furious wiki it says the esd harpoon launcher it never explains what esd stands for by the way is a fictional weapon created specifically for the two for too fast too furious according to direct director john singleton (laughs) the weapon was automatically assumed to be a legitimate weapon by the viewing audience fucking was it because i saw it and immediately questioned if it was legitimate or not no there's no and it isn't no what no one in their right mind would think that gun looks like it belongs in halo dude dude it's so it's so extra and over the top and like looks like a movie prop i immediately questioned its legitimacy (laughs) yeah to be clear audience this man has like a futuristic looking shotgun in his hand like it's a handheld enormous weapon that has a harpoon inside of it yeah there's like a screen on it like you're right it's like straight out of like halo but the director's like the audience will just buy it (laughs) yeah how dumb do you think the audience is dude it's preposterous dude. and not only that i i can't i don't think in my memory of this movie franchise that this weapon ever comes back up because of course it doesn't because if this weapon exists in a world like Mm. fast and the furious where we're doing nothing but car crimes it would Mm. stop every single car crime (laughs) oh yeah it's it's way overpowered it's like a game breaking for a movie consist like that's nothing about nothing but driving cars to do crimes right just so you know, Stone, the ESD stands for electronical. Did I read that right? <laughs> wow, yeah, doesn't sound like it. You would think it would be electronic, but I have a screen grab from the movie, and it's electronic, electrical. Sorry, it's so small. Electrical makes more sense. Electrical system disabler. I like electronical better. <laughs> Um, that's the name it deserves because this weapon is fucking dumb that name fits it they created a game breaking (laughs) weapon in a franchise that has fucking seven more movies after this idiotic certainly a bold choice certainly a bold choice by this director and for him to assume that the audience is just gonna buy it Mm -hmm. I didn't but regardless uh, he nails the fucking GTR and yeah. Brian tries to hit the brakes, which don't work, which I can't imagine in a 90s car the brakes would go out for an electronic <laughs> failure. But whatever, we're going along with it. Now, and, Stone, um, before we get too far, I have a little uh, fun thing I think you'll enjoy. <laughs> oh, please. As I love know, little fun things. You know me. <laughs> as As you know about me... Uh, if there's a phone number in a movie visible, I'm going to call it. Guard's going to call it. I do know that about you. I uh, did it in season one. I'll do it in season two with better <laughs> results. Oh, exciting. 
Brian, before his subsequent arrest after his vehicle is disabled, is standing in front of a big mural with fish on it, and right in the middle with no other context is a callable phone number that's real. Oh, yeah? Uh, The number belongs to Captain Harry's Fishing Supply and is in business till this day. I talked to them this afternoon. (laughs) No way. I did, yeah. Well, excuse me. I talked to their voicemail this afternoon. Oh, bummer. I wanted you to talk to I know, the I captain know. himself. Also, great find, because that phone number is up for a half a second. Maybe, yeah. It took me a little bit to get to it. I was uh, trying to find what you were talking about, and it's there, and it's gone. <laughs> yeah, it's a quick one, but it's real, and it's in Miami. Oh, so shout so out. So apparently they were filming on location. Oh, wow. Um, shout out, uh, what's the business name again? Uh, it's Captain Harry's Fishing Supply, not a sponsor. Not a sponsor, but I'd love it if they were. <laughs> Call in, guys. Shout out Her- Harry? Captain Harry? Captain Harry. That's shout right. out Captain Harry. <laughs> Hell, maybe I'll call them again tomorrow and see if they want to toss some money our way. I think you should. We're giving them a lot of publicity. Yeah, um, you're welcome, Captain. You're welcome, Mr. Harry. Uh, like you said, um, Brian does get arrested. The next shot is him in an interrogation room answering the question, is he still undercover? Uh, if he Probably not. At this point, he was arrested. <laughs> uh, he's certainly not undercover, but uh, boy, do they want him to be. But I'm getting ahead of ourselves here. We've get, we get a big character reveal. <laughs> Finally, we we've been this waiting is... <laughs> for him. We've been wondering where he is the entire time. I've been wondering. I don't know about you, Guard, but I've that's been no, a burning question in my mind. Where aware oh, is is the titular missing character uh from from this movie and we're rewarded. Yeah. And who is that guard? Agent Bilkins makes a triumphant return. Everyone's favorite character, <laughs> Agent Bilkins. You remember oh, him, right? Oh, listeners, oh, did, you, did don't? you think I was talking about Dom? <laughs> no, Fuck no. No, fuck that guy. Why would Dom we get him sucks, back? but Agent Bilkins, <laughs> uh, let me explain who he is, because I'm sure <laughs> no one knows who we're fucking talking about. Uh, Agent Bilkins is the random FBI agent that was in like two scenes of the first movie, and he's now uh, tracking down Brian in Miami for some fucking reason. He was the guy that we talked mad shit on in the first <laughs> movie, because he was like, he said, he's the one that said, I don't care if you put a gun to someone's head, you're bringing me in the the perps. Remember when he said that? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's not a good cop, but he's back, baby. Yeah, Agent Bilkins sucks. Uh, yeah. He's back in the mix. He's back in the mix, and um, it's With revealed that Brian is... plan, by the way. Yeah, Brian is no longer undercover. He is a fugitive on the run. And guard, <laughs> I think this is a great time <laughs> to talk about a little supplemental material for this five minutes. What do you think? I, yeah, I think you're right on the money here. Last week, we talked about um, a message we got from friend of the show, Officer Doug. That's right. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Doug. And he said that there's a prelude. Prelude? Prelude? Prelude. Prelude. I hope. To this movie that came out that kind of gives a little background to how Brian made it from one coast to the other. And Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. I'm glad we didn't watch it until now because it kind of spoils... Uh, everything that happens up until now. Yeah, we kind <laughs> of lucked mystique. into the perfect time to watch it. This is the perfect time to watch it. 
So I'll give just a, a quick rundown of what happens in this prelude, which is officially called, and this is yeah. one of my favorite parts, so good. the turbocharged prelude to Too Fast, Too Furious. That's Rolls its actual off the title. To, to be clear, everyone, if you're wondering if the title is turbocharged, no, it isn't. The full title <laughs> is the turbocharged prelude for Too Fast, Too Furious. Awesome. Um, it, just it's like, so it has its own no credits and cast. Yeah, there's no mistaking what this is. <laughs> yeah, and, and to be fair, it did. Where did this come out? Who knows? I, yeah. Again, yeah. It, we're in what year is it? 2003. Yeah, I think so. Where where was this in 2003? Did they just put it on a DVD and throw it into the wind and hope someone found it? Like what the? I don't know, dude. I don't know. I've been trying so hard, like. I can't find anything about this. I would never have known this even existed if not for Officer Doug. Also, were audiences clamoring for like the next look at the hot new installment of the Fast franchise in 2003? Because like the first movie was kind of like start and finish. Stone, I've got some breaking 2003 news for you. Oh, I love it. I've sourced where this premiered at. <laughs> It was released in select films before the movie, a.k.a. like eight theaters. Awesome. And mainly included on the DVD of Too Fast, Too Furious. <laughs> so Get excited a for large the movie, majority of the people know. that saw this in the theater had no clue this was a thing. Awesome. Yeah, so that's great. So just a little rundown of what it was, which, um, fun fact Language for, silent. You, for you audience, it was uh, six minutes and change, so it was longer yeah. than the actual bit of movie we watched, which I found pretty funny. I but uh, he looks in a mirror, and he sees himself giving Dom the car, and then we see that the cops are handing around his picture because he's a fugitive on the uh -oh. run. So he... You see a map and a line ensuing that he's driving across said map, and he's stopping in cities to do a little street racing here and there. He's eating at diners and seeing his face on uh, newspapers because he's a fugitive of the law. Mm -hmm. um, he sees himself on the news. He gets a ride from a rando girl who... Knows he's a fugitive, but is just, is I think, full well acknowledged. Yes, she's like chasing him for the fact that he's wanted. So a, a good way to pick up uh, hot singles in your area, be a fugitive on the run, apparently. Um, something that happens in this, which blows my mind, he buys the Skyline, his car that he's driving in this car, <laughs> at mm -hmm. a, like a rundown used car lot near Houston, Texas. Why the fuck is there an illegally imported Japanese supercar that he can buy for cash at a random lot in Houston? Yeah. I don't know. And, and everyone, if you're wondering why Stone said illegal, we touched on it a little bit in the previous episode. He can't drive this car in the U.S. And he drives it throughout this entire thing on the wrong side for the U.S. Driving. Yeah, it's a, it's a JDM car, which stands for Japanese Domestic Market. And nice. this car only came out in Japan. It cannot be imported into the United States or registered in the United States. It can be imported, but I don't think it can be registered and drive illegally. Also, still can't be. There's a 25-year import law. Yeah. It's like a collector's-only uh, so, edition. Like, you can't legally drive it on the streets. You can yeah, own so, one, so, you just can't drive it. 
Bagard, get excited for the year 2024 because you can Pumped. buy your very own mm -hmm. uh, Nissan Skyline GTR just like Brian's. And uh, for the low, low price of near $150,000 <laughs> after everything is said and done, if you want one. Um, and Brian so got one from the winnings from the previous street races he's been in. Yeah, somehow in Houston. Um, he works on the Skyline. He races a Ferrari. He sees a sign. Should he go to New York or Miami? And he just, uh, out of a whim, decides Miami it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he just ended up in Miami because that's what he felt like, I guess, on that day. Um, and then he rolls into Miami, sees two cars that we now know as the, the Supra and Mazda RX-7 from the previous race. And then it says to be continued with the number two in there because of course <laughs> right of course now stone i will say a few things about this uh one the whole thing there's not a second of dialogue through not it. a second of dialogue very strange choice <laughs> a very strange choice two and my larger concern did the star of that look like uh brian to you <laughs> it looked like brian but with a different haircut yeah it's weird um he in a couple shots i could swear it was a stunt double dude it, oh it, i bet it, it was but in like shots that don't need a stunt double I, it looked nothing like him i'm gonna say it looked a lot like him to be clear but for me staring at this man's face <laughs> for so so long it doesn't. If it's him, it doesn't look like someone that's uh, in the current movies, and it weirded me out a little bit. Um, Guard, I want to uh, bring up something <laughs> that I found while taking notes for this episode. So at the end, he sees the two cars. One is owned by Orange Julius, and Guard, who is the owner of the Toyota Supra? What is his name? God only knows, dude. I have no idea. You you told me you're the one who told me what the name is, man. Come on. Oh, it's that guy. Yeah, what's he wears the basketball jersey. He's uh, not good with money. What's his name? Riff Raff, I think. No. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, no, damn. don't look it up. I need you to tell me what you think his name is. S'mores maybe? I don't know. Uh boy, it's too it's <laughs> Tic Tac or Riff Raff. The last part is Jack. Flapjack, that's right. And what? say that one more time for the audience in the back. Yeah, Flapjack is in the pancake. Eh, wrong. His name Bullshit. in the IMDB credits is Slapjack. 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 <laughs> <laughs> We've been fun of Flapjack this whole time, haven't so we? So I don't know if you said I, I again I didn't do my research. Dude, I and I, maybe I should. No, I'm sure I so I I got it from the IMDB too, <laughs> but I think I forgot it's such a silly name, like it's not a person <laughs> name, so I just was like, Oh, it's whatever. And I think with the orange Julius in front of it, I was like, yeah. Oh, maybe some Flapjacks would go great with an orange Julius. Yeah, I don't know if you if you've said his name wrong and bungled it the first time you said his name and we just rolled with Flapjack or if you said Slapjack, I heard Flapjack because I'm dumb and just rolled with it. Um it could be either or. 
and then I was in my own head. I'm like, have we both been calling him Flapjack the whole time? I'm like, I think I have. I've been it's calling him Flapjack for quite some time. Slapjack. <laughs> Better or worse? I don't know. What is a Slapjack? Mm. Is it like a game that you play as a child? I think so. Let's um, see oh, I Googled it. Name. Slapjack, also mm-hmm. known as Slaps, is a simple standard deck card game. Okay, is so that this better or worse than being pancakes. called a pancake? Card games. Hmm. Yeah, which is worse? They both are stupid. I think if I'm gonna have a name that bad, I would just full on commit to being a pancake. <laughs> just being a pancake. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he might as well call himself Tic Tac Toe then. Knickknack. Sure. Yeah. Patty Whack. Might as well. All right. <laughs> anyway, en- enough of enough of a character that'll probably never show back up. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, where were we? <laughs> Brian's incarcerated. <laughs> we Do learned we that he's been on the run. The prelude. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was stupid. It was a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> I find like myself. Every... I found myself wondering why they're why they filmed it. No, everything that we learned in that was then explained 15 minutes into the movie. So exactly. why did they feel yeah. the need to explain it? Before the movie. <laughs> well, yeah, what was the point at all? Because I have no idea. Agent Bilkin essentially just gives us that same exposition, right? I mean, like. Exactly. Or it can be easily assumed. Yeah. They don't have to. St- like, I know in the Fast and Furious, the Fast <laughs> and Fury verse? Furious verse? Anyway. Yes. Um, they it. don't. They feel the need to painfully dialogue every single piece of exposition you don't have to do that you don't have to i i think i was assuming and you were assuming that the the way brian got from la to miami was he was on the run and yeah there (laughs) that could be pretty well assumed you're absolutely right uh they didn't trust us to figure that out for ourselves they made a six minute silent film about it (laughs) And the only bit that I would like to know is, like, why Miami? And <laughs> the prelude explains why Miami is because he just felt like it on that day. He took a right instead of a left. He literally saw two signs, New York, Miami, and V. And he off. said, which should I go to? And decided, I guess Miami. By the way, That's the it. YouTube comment section is full of people that fucking love this six minutes of silent film. <laughs> The Fast and Furious uh, fan base is just insane to me. Like, people are diehard fans of these movies, and this was a totally pointless waste of six minutes. <laughs> they all love it. Dude, it's sick. You get to see him paint a car and buy a car and drive mm-hmm. a car. All of our favorite activities. Kicking it's weird, tons man. of nickels. <laughs> He's won several nickels. Worth of cash from this point. Dude, he's he's loaded with nickels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, just so everyone knows, the prelude is dumb. I <laughs> I don't know why it, <laughs> why it exists. Um now to be clear, we're thankful to Officer Doug for his show for telling us about it because we Doug. do uh, want, I don't want to discourage anyone from ever giving us auxiliary information. We want no. to get that. No, we'll watch it, but we'll yes. talk mad shit about yes, every bit. Yes, we're thankful for it to have it on the podcast. We're just saying the existence of it is and dumb. And hey, if you ever wanted to know maybe in silent film form where and how he bought his Skyline GTR, yeah, go watch it. 
Sure, but if you value your time, spoiler don't. alert: he buys it from winning races and finds it in a car lot. That's <laughs> exciting whole, That's stuff. all that this is about. Exciting and some stuff. random girl. Oh my god. Anyway. Anyways. Anyways, uh, he's incarcerated. Yes. Agent Belkin shows up and goes, "Hey, Brian, remember that one time you betrayed my trust? Well, I'm gonna give you a second chance." So yes, this is so fucking preposterous. So let me just set the stage and and <laughs> remind everyone what's going on. Brian has killed a man, and not in self defense. The guy killed his friend. That's true. So Brian, in a fit of rage and passion, <laughs> uh, killed that guy. Shot is, him in the back as he was as he was driving running, away driving from away. Brian. Yeah. Pursued yes. him for several blocks first, and then killed him. Is that littered multiple neighborhoods with bullets? Yes, recklessly shot into LA neighborhoods. Now you're saying to yourself, maybe it's legal to kill a man because he killed my friend. Uh, No, it it is not, unless it's in defense of your friend or yourself. This has this is several minutes have gone by in the context of Brian's (laughs) life. Uh, and he had ample opportunity to not kill him and took it. It was a murder. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was at the very minimum We've manslaughter. We've come to the conclusion and talked about it a lot. Probably a murder. <laughs> now, I don't bring this up to um, to get into any like political debates. That's not what we're here to do. I'm just saying this all to set the scene that Brian is a wanted fugitive from the law. We want to give the facts that he held a gun, pulled the trigger, killed a guy, and then left him in the street. Yes, and then also left the police force in general. Uh, So, and then regardless of that, if you're on the side, well, like, was Johnny Tran shooting back at him at all? I mean, he was. (laughs) So, okay, so fine. Even if he has killed this man in the course of duty and it's legal, all that... He has still gone completely rogue from the police he then force. Left the dead body in the street <laughs> yeah. and then went, drove all the way from LA to Miami. <laughs> Not only that, helped Dom escape. Yes. Gave wanted criminal Dominic Toretto keys to his own car and helped him <laughs> escape from the law. The last time he worked with Agent Bilkins, he betrayed his trust, and instead of arresting the bad guys, gave him a getaway car. So regardless of your thoughts on um, if Brian has has murdered this man or not, he has still committed a litany of crimes. So uh, many crimes. Under the guise of a undercover cop, and never returned to the force afterwards. I mean, never once did he check in with the police he's a wanted criminal and what does <laughs> i mean we see in the prelude like several wanted for posters of brian multiple cops are looking for him he's and what did agent bilkins propose to him guard agent bilkins wants him to go back undercover to try to help <laughs> him bust a drug dealer he what he, the fuck dude he he took all of the trust that he gained from the police force and the FBI and pissed all over it. And yeah. what is he rewarded with? Another job. <laughs> yeah. Says, hey, welcome back to the force, man. He literally hands him a rap sheet and describes what's on it and then says, we can make this all go away <laughs> if you help us arrest this worst criminal. Also, the rap sheet included aiding and abetting and obju- obstruction of justice. 
and really, I think, just leaves out to try to rid it from the audience's yeah. memory and will never forget the murder he committed. <laughs> Fuck, dude. The at minimum manslaughter charge. <laughs> at bare minimum a manslaughter. The time he squeezed the trigger and killed a guy <laughs> yeah. trying to run away. <laughs> oh, man. Insane, dude. And they're saying they're going to wipe his record clean for this. And this is going to be the whole plot of the movie that we're going into. Dude, it's like it's like Agent Bilkins is like um in <laughs> in like a bad relationship with Brian, but he just like knows that like sooner or later he can like, you know, he'll be able to fix him. I know he's <laughs> yeah. wronged me in the past, he's but a he's jaded, a good guy at He's heart. a jaded ex, man. He really is. I can fix him. I can fix him. Yeah, he's a jaded no, ex and he can't quit Brian. Dude, you need to move on and find another street racing heartthrob undercover agent because this one isn't for you, man. <laughs> and the the reason to get Brian is so paper thin, it's laughable. They need someone that can drive a car good and no car good. They knew they need a driver, man. And if we know one thing about Brian, he's a driver. Brian has done nothing to earn his now uh, legendary car skills, by the way. <laughs> He was yeah, a he really dog hasn't. shit driver in the last movie, and we've only seen a montage of him inexplicably winning street races to get to here. Yeah, all if of it's the street that races easy, in the prelude. In, yeah, yeah, he wins by a landslide. It, it shows. It doesn't show that he's a good driver. It shows that he's able to swindle incompetent people out of money. <laughs> Correct. Like he did at the beginning of this movie. <laughs> Any driver on... Any cop ever <laughs> could put the same amount of effort as Brian and in a very little time be a competent guy to talk about cars yeah, and drive dude, cars. Any, any, any cop that like <laughs> is uh, a car hobbyist in the slightest yeah. could do what Brian does. <laughs> now, to humiliate the cops in Miami, we get a just stupid fucking scene. The cops in all the Fast and Furious franchise are morons. By the way, they're idiots. Not they real suck. life, to be clear. I'm not saying cops in real life are the cops in this franchise, as portrayed in these two movies thus far. All of them are fucking stupid. Yes, the, like the Including director of this movie sat down and was like, "Cops are dumb fucks. Everyone knows that," and then wrote a movie around it. Like what? <laughs> you know, you would hope that police tracking drug dealers are in the FBI. Like in every other medium, are shown as like very competent people. Like competent, right? yeah, man. And in this, they're just shown as the biggest bumbling idiots that go <laughs> yeah, back to their man. abusive ex. It's so bizarre. So it's crazy. To to illustrate this point, uh, Brian <laughs> is going to be working with one of the other cops as a partner. Why would you have another person undercover with you? That seems doubly as hard to gain. His trust. name is Agent Dunn. <laughs> Yeah, so Agent Dunn is going to be working with him, and Brian plays it cool and goes, okay, man, uh, that sounds cool. Hell yeah. Uh, Gallo, should I get a Gallo 12 or a Gallo 24 for my new car? Which engine is better? The man is holding a cup from a restaurant called Gallo's, which is a pizzeria. So presumably, he has been to the fucking pizzeria before. He has heard the word gallows as it refers to pizza because he's yes. drinking out of a gallows pizza cup. <laughs> it literally says it on the cup he's holding. 
which is the joke. And then, so he goes, Gallo 24. And Brian says, oh, I don't know if a pizza place would sell me an engine, man. Which is meant to be a hilarious... <laughs> Fucking uh, got him. <laughs> ...roasting. I am not kidding when I say my jaw dropped at the stupidity <laughs> of what just transpired in front of me. The the dude didn't know the name of the pizza place that he had a cup in his hand from? And I'm supposed to believe that? And I, yeah, you're supposed to believe he's a competent police officer? Like, it's in... Oh, this is the so dumbest man, on, the least observant, dumbest man on the face of the earth, dude. Um, yeah. Yeah, he absolutely roasts him. Um, and before we get into the, uh, <laughs> uh, Brian picking out his own sidekick. Oh my God. I want to say that, um, they're talking about Carter Veroni, who's apparently a drug smuggler. And their whole dilemma is he can get the drugs into Miami, but he's having trouble getting the money out. Bro, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can it, they not enormous... just get the money out the same way they get the drugs in? Like, <laughs> dude, exactly. Those are comparable things. Not only are they comparable things, so they have a channel to get money to get drugs in. It is so much harder to get something illegal somewhere than something totally legal somewhere. How could they get drugs in and not money out the same channel? I don't know, man. It's And if they're talking about like reporting the money to banks, the dude is a drug smuggler. Like I think he knows how to launder money, right? Yeah, if you can smuggle drugs, I think you can smuggle money. <laughs> now, I'll say in this day of age, we like there's a lot of ways that banks can help catch that sort of thing. This is 2003 in Miami, and there's a lot of drug money going around. I think <laughs> the guy would be fine getting money out. Yeah, that I again, I don't, I don't know a lot, but that just seemed absolutely uh, ridiculous to my little pea brain. Um, I would agree. Also, they I, they apparently what are they have doing with the money. I mean, <laughs> where are they taking the money to? Let's have an impromptu I... <laughs> guards money corner brought to you by Adam. <laughs> brought to you wow did he pay for that impromptu spot no uh okay. adam did pay this one's for, for free <laughs> so adam paid for his two previous ads if anyone's wondering and i told him it it was a buy two get one free deal oh it's co a complimentary ad spot yes and adam wanted me to the next time i did a money quarter he wanted to sponsor just the segment <laughs> so this is brought to you by adam incredible <laughs> Adam. What a, what a deal Adam's getting. Want to have a conversation? Call Adam. <laughs> uh, anyway, Guards Money Corner brought to you by Adam. What are they okay. What are they doing with this money? Uh, <laughs> why, why are they taking it back to Cuba? I don't know, man. So here, follow my thought process on this. Okay, I'm following. You're a Cuban. <laughs> okay. okay. You are good at growing uh, a plant... And making it into cocaina. Sick. All right. You are good at taking cocaine into Miami. Into Miami and from selling it Cuba to uh, people in Miami. Okay. You are bad at then taking <laughs> the money back to Cuba. <laughs> it's a weird thing to be bad. But at. let me stop that thought process. Why are you taking money back to Cuba in U.S. dollars? <laughs> What are you buying in Cuba with U.S. dollars that you couldn't just buy in the United States of America with U.S. dollars? 
Guard again. If it's you're like a rich last drug movie. dealer, are you living most of your life in Cuba? No, you're living most of it in Miami. Guard, it's the same as last movie where I think the director and the writer made it a point to stay as far away from as many police officers as they possibly could. Who directed this movie, man? Um, well, I have it written in my notes. Uh, John Singleton directed this movie. <laughs> John Singleton, read a book, dude. <laughs> read a single book on drug dealing. Watch a single movie on drug dealing, dude. Oh, dude, this guy... This is okay, Rob I'm... Cohen, by the way. So I'm going to direct my fury at Rob Cohen. Anyway, that I... concludes Rob Guard's Money Corner. Brought to you by Adam. Yes. Um, no, it's it's uh, John Singleton okay. directed this, and he uh, he's also known for directing Shaft. Mm-hmm. Everyone's favorite movie about uh, the length of a penis. <laughs> and um, Boys in the Hood? Yeah, Boys in the Hood. Singleton. Um, for anyone critiquing my movies <clears throat> 30 years from now, directing Fair. boys, boys, directing hard and tough, and yeah. I, I feel for John. I he did a good job overall. <laughs> uh, guard. Mm-hmm. After all that, Brian mm-hmm. says, I can't work with this fucking idiot done. He doesn't yeah. even know about engines. Idiot. Mm-hmm. Idiot. I need my own person. He's a friend. Yeah. I grew up with him, and his name is Roman Pierce. It is. And Guard, he says, I grew up with him in Barstow. Mm-hmm. And I did a little bit of research about Barstow. Would you like to hear it? I would love to. Lay it on me. And get ready to be disappointed because I was. Uh, it's a town with the population of 24,000. It's in California. Mm-hmm. It's a bit. It's about halfway between uh, L.A. and Las Vegas, in the middle of literally nowhere, and that's about where the interesting things end. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a shitty desert town with no grass in sight, sure. and a rail yard is like its biggest uh, commodity. And that, uh, we that can tracks. say that we can call uh, towns a shitty town in the middle of nowhere because we are both from Wyoming. And we know a thing or two about shitty towns in the middle of nowhere, guard. <laughs> now, now, Stum. If we know one thing from living in Wyoming, it's about little towns with nothing in the middle of nowhere. And that's what Barstow is. Now, listen, Stone, you're alienating 90% of our audience. 90% of our audience? I mean, come on. Well, we've all driven through them. <laughs> I love Wyoming, everyone. And we go, who would live here? <laughs> I would. people do. I still do. No, I mean, not... Wyoming as a whole, but like that town you drive through, and you're like, oh, there's nothing. Like several hours. So, so anyway. everyone, everyone listening, we're talking about Rock Springs, not your town. Yes, <laughs> not your town. Uh, um, if you're from Rock Springs, listening, sorry, <laughs> bummer. Your town sucks ass. And if you if you're from Barstow, sorry, that place looks like it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I literally was like on a hunt for fun facts about Barstow and I couldn't find a single one. <laughs> um, if you're from so Barstow, go, write in. Yeah, write in if you're from Barstow and tell me to fuck off. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we, so we're going to find Roman Pierce in Barstow, California. Hard cut. We're now in Barstow, Hold California. Hold on one second, one second. I just okay. want to highlight for the audience. Uh, yes, 
the FBI agent in charge of this case did indeed to agree to fly across the country with fugitive Brian <laughs> O'Connor to let him pick out his own also in trouble with the law partner. Yeah, and I want you to know, Guard, because it's a jump cut from, I, I, I have a guy, his name's Roman Pierce, let's go find him. Now we're in Barstow. That is a five-hour direct flight from Miami to L.A. and a two-hour drive to Barstow. So this FBI agent yeah, it's not a who, flight. who is now working with a known criminal and murderer, uh-huh, uh-huh. Brian O'Connor, just took a seven-hour trip with him to so we can handpick out his accomplice in what I'm only going to assume is more crime. It's crime, commit. yeah. It's absolutely crime. And it's Roman Pierce. And we uh, find Roman Pierce uh, at a demolition derby mm-hmm. at the Barstow uh, Speedway, which does not exist. Bummer. Oh, huge bummer. Um, for anyone wondering who Roman Pierce is, uh, he is a star in the uh, films, which I have known from seeing Fast and Furious 9, and we've talked about him. So... Right now, what I should know about him is he's just a mysterious guy driving in a demolition derby. Say that again, you cut out. (laughs) What I know about Roman is he's just a mysterious man driving in a demolition derby right now. All we know is he's a mysterious man. What I do know is he is a huge fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah. He's like a comically stupid person, as is most of the cast of F9. So of course, Brian picks a comically stupid person to assist him for FBI business. Because why wouldn't he? Now, what he's supposed to be in this movie is yet to be determined. I'm sure the actor has more range than comically stupid. Um, so I, I think in this movie, he's going to be like cool uh, and fun to be around, I hope. Uh, yeah. Because so... the caricature he is transformed into is just awful in F9. Yeah, so um, we show up to the Barstow Demolition Derby, which they're having a demolition derby like in the middle of the day, which I find so strange. Like two in the afternoon. Two in the afternoon. There's a crowd full of people cheering and drinking beer because, of course, they are eating popcorn and watching cars get smashed. Yeah. And we learn that Roman Pierce is in one of these cars. Uh, Not wearing a helmet, by the way, which I find... Uh, idiotic you're in an event mm -hmm. where you're supposed to be smashing up your car and other cars and you opt out of a helmet not wearing (laughs) a helmet but wearing an ankle brace uh an ankle bracelet yeah uh uh, fbi guy whose name i've already forgot agent bilkins points out that um this dude has already done three years upstate and is currently on house arrest and this is the guy you want to bring in as your sidekick? Uh, also, does he live at the Demolition Derby? Dude, I guess Because he has we'll an active <laughs> ankle monitor on right now. He does have an active ankle monitor. We see him smash a couple cars, and then he flips a vehicle. The crowd goes wild, and that's where this five minute ends. Uh, just really quick, he flips a vehicle into the stands, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he hits a car so hard, he almost kills several people in the stands. Yeah, we already know this guy is an idiot. Yeah. And uh, 
he's he's gonna be Brian's sidekick for police business. And eventually awesome. become Tej's best friend somehow as well. I know from the other movies. They do they do eventually become best buddies. We learned that in Fast Nine, didn't we? Yeah. Um which So I can't is wait for them weird, to because Tej in is this cool movie. and awesome and I like his character and Roman's character is just like dumb, I guess, is his defining characteristic. So I'm excited to see how that happens. Yeah, excited to see that character development and that meeting of two uh, best friends nine years later. Mm-hmm. And that indeed is how the movie ends. I mean, it excuse is. me, the five minutes ends. <laughs> uh, boy, um, what a wild, wild five minutes that was for us. A lot time. happened in that one. Yeah. Um, a lot happened. It was... F- I think I think it's getting to the um, what I think this movie is at its core, which is just dumb. This movie is so stupid. It, yes, incredibly dumb. I it's so bizarre to me because there's a lot to make so fun of. Fucking popular, dude. There's a lot. There's a lot to make fun of the first one, but like <laughs> I don't know, it had its charms. This yeah. one is just idiotic. It's like all the dumb stuff from the first one, and not a lot of the charm is still with me right now. We'll see. Yeah, um, but that that is the end of our five minutes. Uh, we're Indeed. halfway through a demo derby, and we'll pick that up next week. Um, guard, do you have any other stuff before we hop on out of here? Oh, God knows what my other stuff this week is, Stone. Um, I would say shout out to... Um, what do I want to shout out? I know this is important, <laughs> an important time, and a lot of people listen to what I have to say. So I'm going to use it wisely and shout out Skyrim, the video game. It's pretty fun. Not a lot of people have heard of it. <laughs> that game that's been out for, what, a decade? <laughs> it's a that it's one? a nice little indie game that no one knows about. It's called Skyrim, and it's really fun. Okay, yeah, shout out to that little unknown video game, Skyrim. Yeah. Um, My other stuff, Guard, is I finished in preparation for there just isn't enough time for James Bond to die, the movie coming out next week, um, I watched Spectre. Okay, yeah. And it wasn't very good. Oh. And I have... I decided that movie is entirely too horny. Hmm. Yeah, that tracks I get that, I get Bond that James Bond is supposed to, like, be a womanizer. That movie is too horny. Tune it back a little bit. I don't need a movie that that is that horned up for any reason. If I want a movie that horny, I'll watch porn. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you heard it here. You heard it here. Too horny. Too horny. Stone, that's all the time we have for tonight. (laughs) But as always, Snapple Fact, Antarctica is the largest desert in the world. Huh. Interesting. All right.